0: you. Montana, welcome back. No one is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. A little slightly stupid for you here on your Wednesday. Slightly stupid coming to the Kettle House Amphitheater. Thursday, July 7th. Very much looking forward to that. Probably seen Slightly Stupid in Missoula, more than any other band. They always come through the Garden City, even in the pre-Kettle House Amphitheater, pre wilma Renovation days. So always fun having them in town. They're a great band and a great show, so very much look forward to that. You want is now coming to you from Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise, Idaho. The first day of the Big Sky Men's Basketball Tournament in the books. Sacramento State with a 57-54 win over Idaho to move into the second round. They will take on Montana State at noon tomorrow in the quarterfinals. the second game of the day featured Portland State posting a 66-52 win over Idaho State. The Vikings move on. They'll take on second-seeded Southern Utah tomorrow in the third semifinal, 5:30. And then Eastern Washington wins a thriller over Northern Arizona, 78-75. They avoid the upset bid from the last-place team in the league, and the defending champions in this tournament stay alive. The succeeded seeded Eagles will take on number three Northern Colorado tomorrow in the last semi, or last quarterfinal, excuse me. 8 p.m. The other quarterfinal, of the four, features the two teams that each got by. is four versus five. Weber State, the four seed, versus Montana, the five seed. That one will take place at 2.30. We're closing in on the women's semifinals, about 16 minutes away from the opening game of the semifinals for the women's tournament between Northern Colorado and Northern Arizona. The 8th seeded Bears are the Cinderella story of the women's tournament so far. And Lori Payne, she's got her lumberjacks in the semifinals of the tournament tournament for the second time in three years. The Haver native has done a great job building northern Arizona into a bona fide contender. So the winner of this one will advance to Friday's championship game. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, we heard from Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com recapping all of the action from the first three days here in Boise for both the women's and the men's tournaments. We also had around the Big Sky women's hoops like we do each week for the second day in a row with Krista Redpath, our women's basketball Big Sky conference analyst, and we also heard from Bobby Houck, the head coach of the University of Montana football team. The Grizz are marching through spring ball right now, so I figure we give you a little spring ball coverage as well. You can find everything from the first hour of Nuwana's Now on the podcast, presented proudly by Sports Bet Montana as well as the Advocates. It's a Wednesday. We got up against it with Coach Alk in the last segment. So here's what we're going to do. We have a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. All you have to do is text us. Texter number three. How about this? Tell us who you think are going to win the Big Sky men's and women's basketball tournaments. Northern Colorado, Northern Arizona, Montana State and Idaho remain alive on the women's side, and there's still eight teams alive on the men's side. Who do you think is going to win the Big Sky Tournament? Texture number three. We got a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. So uh, keep them coming and uh, bring those on. And uh, texture number three, triple eight one zero two nine. That's four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. Text us right now for your chance to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. I'm up on the third floor here at Idaho Central Arena, so I uh, I got a bird view here of everything that's going down. And uh, watching some of my great colleagues sitting courtside, this ESPN Plus courtside that I got going is very cool. Mary Lou's Cook doing a great job for the Big Sky Conference. Carla Taylor, the Hall of Fame coach, formerly of Weber State. She's the women's basketball analyst along with myself pre-tournament day. And then Tanaka Beard, the Boise State legend, is the men's basketball analyst along with yours truly before each tournament day. And I'm seeing Tanaka, he's saying, uh, he's he's bidding adieu to Mary Lou's and uh, Coach Taylor now, but it looks like he's going to be making his way up here, so we'll hear from Tadaka uh, here in just a little bit. But let's talk about, and he will be featured as our ESPN Roundtable guest, which is proudly presented by Paradise Falls. Let's we'll talk about our ESPN Bracket Challenge, which is an extension of our tournament takeover. Thanks to our sponsors as part of the Bracket Challenge, including Paradise Falls, our presenting sponsor, as well as Dazzler's Car Wash and Katie O'Keefe's of Missoula. We will launch our ESPN Missoula bracket just on ESPN.com, the national site. I'll set it up. It'll be a public bracket. You'll be able to get in. All of our listeners will be able to get in. And you're going to want to enter this one, I promise. We got almost $2,500 in prizes for you. So here's the rundown of what we got going for you for the ESPN Missoula Bracket Challenge. We got $400 cash, courtesy of Paradise Falls. We got a $100 gift card, courtesy of Warden's Market, Missoula's oldest grocery store. We got a $250 $50 $50 gift card courtesy of Dazzler's Car Wash. That'll last you a whole year. You can keep your truck or your rig sparkling and shiny all year round. 250 bucks from Dazzler's Car Wash. We got a $50 gift card to AC Hotel. We got some free pitchers at Katie O'Keefe's. And if you're of a certain vein, maybe my favorite prize we got from our bracket challenge comes from our friends at Zootown Sports Cards. Zootown Sports Cards has donated two high- high-end boxes. There's a football box and a basketball box. The basketball box that we're uh, giving away—I don't have it right in front of me, so I don't know the actual specifics of the brand. I don't want to—I don't want to lead you astray. But I know this: it retails at $600. So you're almost certainly going to get a piece of prime-time memorabilia uh, as part of this prize. And then, as part of our—that's that, just the first prize. That, all of that I just said. Just the first prize here. That's a $1,400 value as part of our tournament takeover. Our second place package for our tournament or for our bracket challenge includes a hundred dollar gift card from Dazzler's Car Wash, a fifty dollar gift card from Tagliari Deli, a seventy five dollar gift card from Paradise Falls, a coupon to get yourself ten wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, a fifty dollar gift card from the AC Hotel Downtown Missoula, some free pitchers at Katie O'Keefe's, as well as a little helmet, an autographed helmet from Zootown Sports Cards. You're gonna have to wait to see who's the. From That's the surprise. That's the uh, that's the whole element of the rip. You never know who you're going to get. You can get everybody from cam makers to Tom Brady and everybody in between. So that would be really fun uh, as part of our second place prize. That is a $750 value. So we are just hooking you up all the way. And our third prize, we got a $50 gift card from Dazzlers Car Wash, $25 gift card from Leary, a $50 gift card from AC Hotel, and $150 uh, for a total of $150 prize package, excuse me, so thank you so much to Paradise Falls, our presenting sponsor of the Bracket Challenge, as well as Tagliari Deli, the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, Daisy AC Hotel, Katie O'Keefe's, Zootel, sports cards. Appreciate all of those awesome sponsors for being with us. Big trade in the NFL yesterday. I've been buried in this tournament so I didn't even get to this until about six hours late. Wish I would have had it on my radar so I could have asked our main man Riley Corcoran all about it. Riley's a big time Donkeys fan. He loves the Denver Broncos and the Broncos got themselves a new all-pro quarterback and it ain't Aaron Rodgers. Instead it is Russell Wilson. The Broncos trade the I mean they sell the whole farm for Russell Wilson, is it enough or is it too much? We'll analyze that a little later on in the week. Still got to look through the whole deal, see what the uh, whole procedure was, but uh, certainly big news. Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, and the Broncos, they've been sort of knocking on the door. They've been sort of this middle of the road 500 team that has a lot of good young offensive talent, as well as a really salty defense. But uh, is this the thing they need to break through? Is Russell Wilson still have any gas in the tank? Getting out of Seattle, going to be renewing for Russell Wilson? I don't know. I know it's big news around the Pacific Northwest. I've never been a Russell Wilson guy. Uh, I've never been a Seahawks guy. But I do think that this is something that a lot of our listeners are paying attention to because there's a lot of Seahawk fans around the great state of Montana and there's a lot of Seahawk haters as well. So uh, I think this moves the needle a little bit in the AFC West, but you're going to have to have something move the needle in the AFC because look at what we got going on right now all the way across the AFC. You have so many good quarterbacks, whether you're talking about Josh Allen and Buffalo, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, the resurgence of Derek Carr in Oakland, one of my favorites, Justin Herbert playing for the Los Angeles Chargers, and now you got Russell Wilson as well. So the AFC West just became an absolute slugfest just like the NFC West is. Amazing how the Western conferences in the NFL had a hard time finding validity for a long time outside of the 49ers, but now here we are with so many premier quarterbacks and so many premier teams in both the AFC AFC and NFC West. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena. It's part of our tournament takeover. It's presented in part by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan's a name that's been synonymous with law around the Garden City for decades, and Paul's excited to announce the expansion of his firm to Ryan Holloway and Miller. From auto accidents to medical malpractice to wrongful death or any criminal defense, Ryan Holloway and Miller should be your first call, Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. This time I'm gonna get my guy Tanaka Beard walk by, so I'm gonna go wrangle him. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. Stories of Big Sky yesteryear and some analysis of the first round of the men's tournament. Dock Beard, Boise State Hall of Famer, a 15-year pro overseas, one of the great players to ever come out of this conference, and the go-to guy when it comes to analyzing Big Sky basketball here on ESPN Plus throughout the week at the Big Sky Tournament. Doc Beard on the ESPN Roundtable coming up right after this. Keep it right here, it's ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Bet Montana, by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big.
1: Be in Missoula.
2: The men's side of the Big Sky Conference basketball tournament in Boise is underway. Meanwhile, the women are closing in on determining the championship game matchup for 2022. Hello, I am Jeff Safford. The Big Sky men's tournament opened on Wednesday morning. Eighth seeded Idaho and number nine Sacramento State got the action kicked off. The winner advanced to Thursday's noon quarterfinal to take on regular season champion Montana State. The second first round game of the day features number seven Portland State taking on number 10 Idaho State. The winner of that game advanced advances to Thursday's third quarterfinal against second-seeded Southern Utah at 5.30 and the third men's game Wednesday, featuring 6th seeded and defending tournament champion Eastern Washington taking on number 11, Northern Arizona. The winner advances to play number three, Northern Colorado. In the women's tournament, a few upsets highlighted the quarterfinals on Tuesday. In the first game of the day, eighth-seeded Northern Colorado took down number one Idaho State, 72-54, knocking out the two-time regular season Big Sky and reigning tournament champion number four northern arizona breezed by montana 75 57 number two montana state blitzed weber state 81 to 60 and number six idaho earned a 77 64 win over southern utah to send the t-birds packing in their final big sky tourney for full tournament updates tune in to nuanis now right here on espn
0: this espn Missoula sports center is brought to you by selway armory Welcome back. Oh Gladys night in the pips for you here on your Wednesday. Gotta love when we get soulful around here on Nuanas now. Appreciate you tuning in. We're live on ESPN Radio, as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. If you don't see us in the studio; it's because we're not there. We're here, Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise, Idaho. The Big Sky Conference tournaments in full force. This is always the craziest day because you got three men's games that all get wrapped up before about 5:30, and then you got the Final Four in the women's tournaments. But we are broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. March into saving. With Northwest Motorsports Markdown Madness, Northwest Motorsport providing special APRs all March long. Get a truckload of savings on the greatest selections of trucks, trucks, and more trucks. Visit NWMSRocks.com today to check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Time now for our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula, and it's a reunion of sorts. I haven't seen this guy in years. We kicked it for a couple of big Sky tournaments, whether it was in Ogden or Missoula, but the last time we hung out was after the last non-neutral site tournament in Bigs, in the Big Sky Conference when both the men's and women's tournaments were in Missoula. It's a knock of beard. A Big Sky Conference legend. Played at Boise State. Has done a lot of work for the Big Sky in his post-playing career. What's up, dude? Good to Man, see you. Thanks
1: for having me, bro. It's good being back.
0: I'm glad, I'm glad to see you. And uh, we had a great time the last time we were together in Missoula, but it's been a really long time. So between now and then, tell people what you've been up to because you played overseas for a really long time, but now you've sort of remade your basket of life, whether it's as an analyst or as a coach, just tell people what you've kind of been up to since you've been uh, away from the game as a professional player.
1: Wow, a little bit of everything, man. I've been uh, kind of turned into a jack of all trades of sorts: um, uh, coaching, training, developing young talent, also trying to develop them psychologically. Uh, I'm a school teacher. <laughs> I, I teach love high school. I teach high school at the Leighton Christian Academy out in uh, Leighton, Utah. But I coach at the public school, Ben Lomond High School in Ogden as well. So I am um, living in the Ogden area, like I mentioned, and b- went back home because that's where mom is, and I'm a mama's boy to an extent. So had to stay close to her, make sure she's good to go, and, and just keep on going, man. We're living a dream, basically. You know?
0: Gotta love it. Well, we're gonna dive into the action that just transpired today. The Ben's tournament got kicked off today, so we got three teams to advance to the quarterfinals tomorrow. First, I want to talk about the past. You played your ball at Boise State late 80s, early 1990s, and a lot of people would say that was the height of the Big Sky Conference, because that was when Boise State was still in the league, Nevada was still in the league, Idaho was rolling. I mean, Idaho was a top-20 program back then, and then, of course, you still had the perennial power always in Montana as well. So tell people just about the Big Sky Conference back then, because you were battling some really good players back in the day.
1: Oh, man. You talk about the Big Sky Conference. You're talking about guys that I, I think that we didn't have the multi, you know, the, the multimedia situation that we have now, social media, things like that. So you have a lot of guys that were quality caliber players, really high level players for the most part that just kind of went under the radar. You know, you had guys like, uh, like Johnny Mack that was up at Montana State. Sure. You had uh, Kareem Carpenter over at Idaho State. You had uh, Rick Aaron and. Darren England. Rick Aaron was at Nevada, Darren Anglin up in Montana, For myself sure. at Boise, um, you know, just a lot of talent throughout the, the, the conference, and the, the bottom line was we had guys that really wanted to be players that wanted to get to the next level. Like you mentioned, Idaho they had uh, Orlando Lightfoot, who was a one, um, an amazing scorer, uh, not to mention even before that, when Kermit Davis was coaching in Idaho, they'd For have sure. guys like uh, Clifford Martin, who was an NBA caliber guy. They had... Uh, a Bigfoot Henderson, Bill Henderson, who played over here at uh, at Ida yeah. We had. Uh, uh Riley, Riley Smith, who was a, a perennial all-star, if not MVP candidate, when he was at Idaho. So, I mean, the conference was amazing. Weber State had a ton of guys in all ways throughout the history. So, yeah, we had we had a, an amazing conference. Um, it was high caliber. It was extremely competitive, night in and night out, no nights off. Um, you'd say Idaho State was a late night, but then you have, you know, all-conference guys, two all-conference guys every year from there. So, there were no nights off in the big sky.
0: Back in the day, where was the hardest
1: place to play? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, it was Montana. It was oh, was Montana. Montana. Yeah, no, you, I mean, it would, it would be, if you could get anything out of Montana, Montana and Montana State played well. They protected home extremely well. If you could get anything out of Montana, you had a good year. That pretty much kind of established the year for you. So.
0: The rise of Boise State, because Boise State, when, when they are in the Big Sky Conference, mm-hmm. they were really good in football the early part of the FCS series, and then they were just, they were good, but not necessarily down. But basketball was such a big deal at Boise State for both men's and women's basketball. Uh Trisha Binford, who's gonna coach in the late semifinal here. Right. She was an outstanding player at Boise State, a little bit after your time there as well. But then since Boise has left the big CI conference, they've had perhaps the most rapid rise of any team that moved from the FCS to the FBS. So uh, that being your alma mater, what do you thought of just the rise of the Broncos, particularly when it comes to football?
1: Just pride. Just pride. I'm talking, I'm the first guy talking trash to everybody in the in the air. Everybody knows that you know I'm a Bronco to the core, so it's not just I'm not a fair weather guy or late, late, uh, you know, uh, uh, train guy. Not jumping on the train late. I'm the guy. I was there when it was still building, so I talk about that all the time. I talk to my kids about it. Talk to them also about the the introduction of the blue turf. <laughs> You know, and just all of those types of things, kind of the historic stuff of, of Boise State, and just let them know what it's about, man, and what, what it took to really build it. And every one of those eras, there were several eras that contributed to what Boise State has become, and every single one of those eras were building blocks or foundational blocks to what we see today. And so it's fun to be a part of that.
0: Tanaka Beer joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. This is the Big Sky Tournament semifinal on the women's side underway northern Arizona versus northern Colorado this is the fourth seeded Lumberjacks versus the eighth seeded Bears when you're the eighth seed and you win the game against the one seed you basically become the one seed so it makes the draw really interesting on both sides of this deal so we keep you up to date as this one plays out who was the football coach at Boise State when you were there was Pokey Allen there Skip on, Hall, Skip Hall and, uh,
1: At the very end of my my tenure here was uh, Pokey Allen taking over the job. He had come over from, I believe, Portland State, if I remember correctly. right? And, uh, yeah, he he actually, to me, I believe that Coach Allen really started the upswing as far as building the belief that Boise belonged in a, in a, in a, on a bigger stage.
0: Well, Pokey Allen is from Superior. He was born in Superior, Montana. Okay. He's He went to high school, Missoula County Public High School, and then started his career as a coach, and he did. He got Boise State rolling a little bit in their transition, and then he unfortunately passed away in, in tragic fashion from cancer. But that uh, we always like to remember Coach Allen. I was going to ask you that because I was going to say, even though you got a ba- you got a basketball career, you could have played some football probably too, right? As I was wondering if those guys were coming down the hall said, Hey, we got this guy, he's six nine, but he's about two seventy five. Maybe we should have him play some defensive
1: end. let me tell you what, Coach Dye wasn't having any parts of that. <laughs> I bet. And you know it's funny because we would joke about it, like, yeah, come on out, play some tight end for us. Or Coach Dye said, Yeah, no, that's not gonna happen, young man. Get get your mind on stay on the books, get ready to get get ready
0: for the winner. Well, somebody that's now working in the high schools and, and coaching high school kids too, one thing I find fascinating is we sort of saw this evolution where uh, parents were kind of pushing their kids to become specialized in sports. We see it in basketball particularly because it really is hard to become a Division One guy unless you, like, focus on basketball from the time you're, like, an eighth grader or freshman in high school. That said, though, now we're starting to see this sort of full circle where, especially in football, a lot of guys that play multiple sports become the best football players. So now that you're working with young people, what do you think? I mean, do you have to be specialized? Or you know, can you can you play a lot of the sports and, and sort of diversify your athleticism?
1: I'm going to be fair and just say there's no wrong answer. For sure. There's no wrong answer. I mean, some guys really just dial in and buy in from an early age in one sport, and they just do everything they can to, to, to perfect the craft. You know, on the other side of it, like I said, I have a son who's a high school player. For sure. Played football early on in high school and then moved and spoke, focused primarily on basketball. I think his football background helped him with his toughness, his physicality, and gave him an advantage. And, you know, when you move to Utah and play that style of basketball, sure. which is a really physical basketball, Ball, um, at the high school level, he needed that football background to be successful. So, again, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I mean, I think whatever works for you, just, you know, ride it out.
0: ESPN Roundtable here on is Now. Tanaka Beard joining us. We are on the third floor of Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise, Idaho. The women's semifinal underway, but the men's tournament kicked off today. So let's go through the games, Tanaka. You are serving as uh, one of the analysts here for the Big Sky Conference. You can find Tanaka's anal- analysis pregame with me and Mary Lou's cook. Uh, before each tournament day and then after each game as well. So, first of all, this format's pretty cool, right? Going uh, courtside, the ESPN Plus uh, courtside is a pretty good deal for the Big Sky.
1: Oh, absolutely. Again, you, when you start talking about the quality of the Big Sky, now, again, there's a quality caliber of athletes in this conference. For sure. People forget how good these young men are. We just watched a kid who's probably the best shooter in the country, uh, the, the uh, Steel Venters for from sure. Eastern Washington. We just watched a, a throwback big man, you know, Carson, Carson Cow- Tout is oh. When I talk about he's 85, he is Mason, you know, like Anthony Mason type of big guy who can hit the mid-range jump shot, but is a great passer out of the post. So, I mean, we're watching an an, an evolution or a renaissance of the game at the Big Sky level, you
0: know. I love Carson Townsend since I saw him last year. He's going to be a force to be with because he has the extra year because of the COVID year. So he's only a redshirt freshman. But I texted my brother, Brooks, who's doing great work for the Big Sky as a photographer. I said, every team in the league could use a Carson Tout. I don't care who you go, who you are. He said you made me every team in the country. I was going to say that. I <laughs> right? was going to say that. I, that's the thing that uh, maybe the, the specifications in, in Division 1 recruiting that sort of drive me crazy because a lot of times to be a high major guy, you got to be this sort of height. Mm-hmm. Carson Tout's about 6'6 six, six half, right. 230 pounds. But dude, if you play with the motor like that, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that he could make an impact. He's not maybe going to go you know, 20 and 15 like he did. And then he went 21 and 16 in this right. game for NAU, but I just think the guys like that, they can make an impact at any level because of how hard they play.
1: No question about it, and you just never know. I mean, with the skill set he possesses, man, that kid could, again, he faces the basket well from about 15 feet and then he has a strong base, so he's posting up well, but again, his IQ is phenomenal. He's passing the ball out of the post, out of the double team. He's keeping guys honest. The teams have to stay honest with him. Could he play at another level, at another conference, I guess? Absolutely. There's no question in my mind. I would even say he would thrive as far as depending on what program it would be.
0: I mean, if you were surrounded by, you know, even a higher level, a town, a higher Mm -hmm. level shooter, all that sort of stuff, you absolutely could. Mm -hmm. Tournament takeovers presented in part by Palmer's Drug. Palmer's Drug is a pharmacist-owned establishment that's taken care of locals for years and years. They'll take care of all your needs more efficiently than any corporate chain. Palmer's is an in-network for all major prescription plans, including Medicaid and Medicare, Palmer's will take you on personally and give you the level of care you deserve. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug in Missoula, Southwest Higgins in the Garden City. Let's we'll talk about the first game of this tournament. First of all, just from a former player perspective, pretty weird to have to play a game that tips at 9.30, and you got to think both Idaho and Sac State, they're on West Coast time, yes. so that's more like 8.30. A lot yes. of these guys are probably either in class or still asleep when this game was tipping earlier today.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, and, and the fun thing about that, I saw that Sacramento State, and we talked a little bit about it before the before the tip-off, but Sacramento State just seemed like they had more energy for right sure. from the beginning. Their preparation pregame, they were dialed in on the on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. They were shooting the ball at a high clip, but they also got into their, their closeouts, their boxouts, all those things that are small details that you need to be ready for a tournament like this. They were doing those things at 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, getting ready to go to battle, you know. When Idaho looked to me like they were still, like you said, a little Sluggish, maybe kind of jogging through motions just to kind of get the blood flowing and we saw the result of this.
0: One thing I love about these neutral site tournaments too is they put the highest level of talent on full display, especially when it's guys that are seniors. And he saw it with Bryce Fowler. (laughs) So what do you think of that dynamic? Because he is just one of many guys in this tournament, young ladies in this tournament that are really showing out on the neutral site, not wanting their seasons to end. Right.
1: I'll be honest. I I wasn't aware of Bryce Fowler until about two weeks ago when they asked me to do the job. I wanted to do the research, find out as much as I could about the talent in the conference. And then I actually, you know, I watched ESPN Plus and catch some games and stuff. Like I said, I was watching it casually prior to finding out I was going to be here. Once they told me I was going to be here, I really dug in. I saw this kid do some amazing things. I watched him live against Montana when he threw the 39 in and made nine of nine free throws the last minute and a half. I watched him... um, on film against uh, 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 Montana State where he gave them fits. I mean, he's – there's an argument that he's the best player, skill for skill in the in the camp, or in the conference. I'm not going to argue with it. I thought he was tough. He's a real, real deal.
0: Brian Laird said that. Sac State's first-year mm-hmm. head coach. He said, I don't care what anybody says. I got the best player, so we got a chance. And Bryce Fowler, he's really led Sacramento State on a resurgence here towards the end. They lost 12 of their first 14 Big Sky games mm-hmm. under Coach Laird, but now they've won five out of seven. <laughs> and uh, most of it's been because of Bryce Fowler. He scored 20 points or more nine times in the <laughs> (laughs) last month, so he's really carrying Sac State. They had a 57-54 win over Idaho to move into the quarterfinals of the Big Sky Tournament. In the second game, it was a slugfest early. Neither team really settled in in the first half. Mm-hmm. But then Portland State, they just put the the, tr- the crazy traps that they run on, and they just blitzed Idaho State, ran them out of the gym. Oh, yeah. And uh, they earned a, a pretty decisive victory to get a shot now with the two-seed outside of Utah. What did you think of Portland State sort of turning the corner in the second half?
1: I thought that, like you said, I thought it took them about 30 minutes to really get going. And I I, I made a joke with Marlou's that it almost seemed like somebody said, hey, winner fights Mike Tyson. <laughs> you know, they didn't hurt like, uh, I don't want that. So they just Kind of were we waiting to see what the other guy was going to do. If it was a boxing match, if you're waiting to see what the other guy's power is like, right. you're going to be on their back. You know what I mean? And so I think Sacramento State, or sorry, I'm sorry, Portland State picked up the pieces late in that game, around the 30-minute mark. And uh, like you said, they went into their press. They really got what they looked for out of the press and, and changed the tempo of that game. I saw a couple guys really step up. Um, I can't even
0: think of the kids' name. Tony Thomas probably.
1: Thomas. He was actually kind of their guy all for along. Sure. For sure. Um, the, the guard was pretty good. The smaller guard. For sure. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got it right here. Um, so, Khalid Thomas, obviously. Uh you know, he stepped up in the second half play well. But the one who really surprised me was Michael Carter III. For sure. He got, man, what I call a pick six or a cookies and milk at half court, <laughs> right, where he picks the kid and just goes down and dunks it. And it's about a four-point game at that point. He gets the dunk. The whole bench and everything goes crazy. Some people's parents on the side jumping up, spilling drinks or whatever. Next thing you know, they run up, they run off. And that's when really when the game separated.
0: When it comes to a tournament like this, too, How much of an advantage is it playing an unorthodox style? Because Mm -hmm. it seems like now that Portland State's won a game, they knew who they were going to play in the first round, right? Right. Idaho State could prepare for the style they'd known for a week. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, okay, open draw. So Utah didn't know who they were going to play until right now. How big of of an advantage is that unorthodox style that Portland State plays?
1: Well, it's extremely. it's, It's an advantage because we're in a format where it depends now only on who wants to stay. Do you want to play tomorrow or not? And that's the bottom line. And so that unorthodox situation, Southern Utah being kind of the better team on paper and what they've proven throughout the course of the season, Portland State still gave them trouble earlier this year. You know what I mean? So, again, you're in a situation where you're not at home. You don't have your fans behind you. You got to get a job done.
0: Tanaka beer joining us here on Nuwana's now ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You want somewhere to watch the NCAA tournament or this Big Sky tournament? Paradise Falls has 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers. They have an early and a late happy hour, so go check them out. Paradise Falls, proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable and Missoula's coolest hotspot. Tanaka is the lead analyst for Big Sky Conference men's basketball. You can find all his calls on ESPN Plus. Let's talk about the uh, the third game of the um, Big Sky tournament. Carson Tout, Jalen Cohn from Northern Arizona. They gave Eastern Washington everything they could handle, but Eastern sort avoids the upset bit, and they are still the defending tournament champions, so uh, probably a deep sigh of relief for first-year head coach David Riley, but what did you think of the way the Lumberjacks pushed the Eagles?
1: Well, the Lumberjacks have a lot of veteran guys that are talented. They have a ton of talent. Even before we got on the headphones sure. today, we talked about how how they should be a better team just for based sure. on what they have on you know under the hood, so to speak. And um, I just felt like Really, it was just small details. It was small details, but again, Eastern played with a champion's resolve. Even though there's not many guys that are still left in the program from last year, they still have that that energy. You know, it's something to say. You know, championship energy still in the building. We're gonna go do what we gotta do, man. And we're gonna do whatever it takes to get it done.
0: The quarterfinals get kicked out tomorrow noon. The top seed, Montana State Bobcats, they play Sac State, who's one of the hottest teams in the league, having won five out of seven. The... The way this tournament is formatted is interesting mm. because not only does the winner of the regular season no longer get to host, but they also have to win three games in three days right. just like the other teams just that like get by, right? So maybe they don't protect the the, the uh, top seed as much as they should. What do you think of the draw Danny, for Danny Sprigles Bobcats getting uh, a team that's really surging down the stretch here in Sac State?
1: Well, Montana State's style of play is very defensive oriented. Yep. So what's going to happen, it's going to be just a matter of who wants this thing more. you got to impose your will. You know, Montana State has the MVP and the defensive player of the year. Yep. You know, big fella's tough. Big Bellow, sure. he's a man. The thing is, who do you go to. When you have that kind of balance, who do you go to down the stretch when you need a bucket? You right. know what I mean? And I know the, the guard is pretty tough. I don't. I'm not I'm Xavier, Bip, Xavier. Xavier
0: Bipson, oh, yeah. awesome explosive guard for sure. Yes,
1: he is tough, but I mean, if he's much better than Cone, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cone is tough. If he's much better than Cone, that's our guy. That's the guy that we're going to need to go to because this is going to be a close game tomorrow. The way the tournament has been played so far, everybody's playing for their lives, and I don't expect it to be any different.
0: The other game I'm looking at tomorrow that's going to be such an interesting coin flip i <laughs> second seed of Southern Utah versus Portland State mm-hmm. because you think 2-7, okay, Southern Utah is a heavy favorite, but Portland State's won 9 out of 12 now down the stretch. They have such a ferocious press and Southern Utah, they are so athletic, they're so deep, mm-hmm. but they love to get up and down. That actually seems like it plays into Portland State's hands, so I think, you know, put the over-under about a 180 on this game, right?
1: <laughs> I know, this is going to be nuts. It's going to be a fast-paced game. You're going to see a lot of basketball players making basketball plays, which is why we're here. You know what I mean? And I appreciate the coach coaching to allow the players to make the plays and dictate the outcome versus the chess matches that we've seen in the past. You know?
0: A couple other games in the, in the quarterfinals will feature Montana versus Weber State. And it's so interesting. The more things change, the more they stay the same. It's death taxes and Weber versus Montana in the tournament, right? It doesn't even matter. I think they played nine out of the last 12 years. So you've seen a bunch of these matchups before. Mm-hmm. Two of the best coaches in the league, Travis cure versus Randy Ray, but they sort of play opposite styles now because Weber's got so up-tempo yes. and Montana wants to play so much defense. So uh, how do one find the upper hand in this matchup.
1: Honestly, ball movement from Montana yeah. is going to be crucial because they have some great guys that, that can get plays made. Um, the Bannon, Bannon is nice. He's
0: really nice. He's really nice. He'll I love a, him inside out. He'll be a future pro,
1: I think. Oh, without question, 6'9", got range, can rebound, can pass it again out of the post, kind of yep. that skill that, that is a necessity in today's game. Um, but then you also have, from Weber's side, you got Kobe McEwen, yep. you got uh, Dylan Jones, For sure. you got Jawara, yep. you you know, um, and the guy that's surprising to me, and I've known him since literally he was a baby, is uh JJ.
0: Yeah, Overton. For JJ sure.
1: Overton, man. He is he's fun to watch and he when he really gets momentum, he's fun. He gets it done.
0: It should be a war between Montana oh. and Weaver State tomorrow and then the game I'm actually the most looking forward to because we see so many contrasting styles, so many different matchups of Big Sky Conference. Eastern Washington versus Northern Colorado, that's the two most crisp offensive teams in the league. Right. And I think that they both have defined offensive identities. Mm-hmm. We've seen other teams sort of go up and down offensively, but both of those two teams, they just whip the ball, and uh, it's going to be a high-level offensive game, so that should be a fun one as well.
1: Absolutely. And I just feel like Northern Colorado, they played very well throughout the course of the season. Well, I, I believe they finished third, they right? They finished third in the conference, but they were actually at the top of the conference for a couple of weeks there. So, again, another team that found that momentum, found that rhythm, and guys buy into what they're there to do. You know, so and and really again now we're looking for who wants to be here tomorrow.
0: <laughs> you can find every single game from the Big Sky Tournament on ESPN Plus. Tony Parks who joined us yesterday and Joe Craven's on the call. And you can also find pre- and post-game analysis with Mary Lou's Cook, Tanaka Beard, our guest here on Nuanas now, and myself, Coulter Nuanas. Best of luck with everything this week, man. man thanks so much for joining appreciate us. Appreciate you for having me, man. It's great seeing you. Again. Tanaka Beard, big sky coverage legend, Boise State alum, a guy who played overseas Pro Ball for about 15 years. Here on Nuanas. Now, that is our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. What's coming up the rest of the week? We'll let you know. Keep it right here. 102.9 FM ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406 640 today, or you can visit And remember, you deserve an advocate.
2: One, two, three.
0: Did you know this? Did you know the the game, the rapper? His real name's Jason Taylor. Did you know he played basketball at Washington State? I saw the game in Missoula once upon a time in concert. He's huge. He's like six foot nine. Unbelievable. The more you know. I'm trying to educate you around here on Nuanas now. Thanks for kicking with us here on your Wednesday. We are live on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. We're not in studio because we're here at Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise, Idaho sitting in my perch up on the third floor. All three first round games for the men's tournament in the books. Sacramento State, Portland State, and Eastern Washington moving on. The semifinal, the first semifinal of the women's tournament is underway featuring Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado. Lumberjacks race out to a 16-4 lead. But Colorado able to shave it a little bit. 19-12, to the final, or excuse me, the score right now at the end of the first quarter as the fourth-seeded Lumberjacks ahead of the eighth-seeded Bears. The winner goes to Friday's championship game, a 1 p.m. championship game for the women on Friday here from Idaho Central Arena. Missing the of the first hour or second hour of Nuwana now. It's been all tournament takeover all the time. We talked to Andrew Houghton of SkylineSportsMT.com to get a full recap of all of the action up to that point. We also heard from Crystal Redpath the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week presented by Man Mortgage of Missoula. Bill also heard from Bobby Houck, University of Montana football coach. We also talked some NFL, Russell Wilson to the Broncos, if you hadn't heard, and Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. That's an interesting one as well. gave you some details on our bracket challenge presented by Paradise Falls, Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula, and Katie O'Keefe's. And we also heard from my guy, Janaka Beard, Boise State Hall of Famer, former All-Big Sky selection at Boise State, and now one of the head analysts here for the ESPN Plus broadcast. You find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, presented by Sportsbet Montana as well as the Advocates. Tomorrow it's going to be a crazy day because it's going to be pretty tight. we got the Bobcats playing at noon, so I can guarantee you we'll have some post game sound from Danny Sprinkle after his team plays Sacramento State. Montana and Weber State, they play at 2.30 so that one's going to be getting over during this show. We're going to try to figure out a way to get the press conference to you or get some sound from it and turn it around quickly and uh, so we can get some immediate reaction from uh, the Montana side of things and the Weaver State side of things. We'll also hear from Trisha Binford from tonight's finale. The Bobcat women play Idaho in the last semifinal of the uh, evening here at the women's tournament. And then we'll also hear from our main guy, Ty Gregorak, the longtime assistant football coach in the Big Sky Conference, and uh, we'll talk all about the main storylines coming in and out of spring football. The Grizz are going right now. Their second week of spring football in Missoula, and the Bobcats, they start a few weeks from now after spring break is over. So look forward to sharing all of that with you tomorrow. Thanks so much for being here with us, and thanks so much to all of our great sponsors for our tournament takeover, including J&B Restaurant Supply, Dazzler's Car Wash. Missoula, Crawford's Automotive, Vance Thompson Vision, Stockman Bank of Montana, Palmer's Drug, Ryan Holloway and Miller, the Silver Slipper, and Aspen Sound. Also appreciate Jeff Safford and Tommy Evans, the guys in the back there in Missoula that make this thing all happen. Appreciate them for helping us keep you on the radio, keeping you entertained. Stewan is now on a 2.9 ESPN radio. We'll be back at it from Idaho Central Arena courtside. We'll see you then. In the meantime, have yourself